Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. Here we go again. So happy to be back with you guys. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. It is Monday here in the studio as I record. I know I had a wonderful weekend, and uh, although you may be listening, and it may be a weekend, so, you know, I'm speaking in real time. You're listening in your time. All the times are good. (laughs) I have a review here to start off my Monday with, and it is by Sweet P. Becca. Sweet P. Becca on iTunes said, My cup of tea. I have been a pea head for well over a year now, and I'm proud to be a part of this growing community. Brandon has created the structure for more than simply a podcast, but a family of like-minded souls gathering to expand together via listening and sharing in the private Facebook group. This podcast has become one of my most useful tools as I navigate, as I navigate, as I navigate the difficult fog of depression. Since he offers almost daily episodes, I always have this big dose of high vibrations to look forward to, and even on my most difficult days, I'm left with new insights, higher perspectives, and a constant reminder to see the bigger picture. On the days when I need more, I dive into the Facebook group and find pure love, acceptance, gratitude, and a safe space for me to sort through my thoughts and feelings while all my fellow P-heads support, encourage, and lift me up. I have so much gratitude for this beautiful community and for Brandon and all his energy and curiosity taking us higher on each episode. Thank you for all you are doing from the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you, Sweet Pea Becca. You are a Sweet Pea indeed. That was a wonderful review and certainly uh, lifts my heart, gets my day going here to uh, receive such wonderful feedback. And yeah, if you guys aren't uh, on the Facebook group uh, that Sweet Pea Becca is talking about here, it's uh, Positive Heads with an S and it's a private Facebook group. So uh, you can feel comfortable opening up about things you may not want to open up to uh, on, you know, the, the public-facing interwebs, Facebook, if you will. And, um, yeah, so get on there. And, of course, if you haven't reviewed on iTunes, please do so. It definitely uh, fuels my fire and also helps us to reach new people. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Becca, for taking the time. And with that being said, I'm going to jump into today's topic. And today I want to talk a little bit about magic. 
Ooh, abracadabra. What I speak is what I create. Or I will create as I speak. I create as I speak. All of these uh, different ways. To, it's, it's ancient Aramaic, uh, which is uh, a language that predates Hebrew. Uh, and it's you know such an amazing, cool thing. And you guys have heard me talk about it before uh, if you've been listening for a long time. I love abracadabra. I create as I speak. Who would have thought when you heard the uh, magician pulling the rabbit out of the hat? That's the root. And... I want to really, uh, what's been popping into my head uh, a lot lately. Another thing you guys have heard me said is, you know, making simple changes to some key things um, in, in words that you use. One is uh, a big one for me. And so I want to just pass that right along to you guys is really focusing on moving from got to get. That one little um, vowel, right? <laughs> Dro- Hold on. It's. A-E-I-O-U. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's about double checking. It's been a while since grade school. Um, so drop the O, add the E, and what do you get? You get to get instead of got. And don't get gotten and think you got to do something when you get to do something. And it's such a simple, simple thing to uh, start shifting and you'll start catching yourself saying it. I was so happy. My son Bradley the other day said, I've got to, and then he switched it. And I was like, yes, it's wearing, it's wearing off on him hearing me say it all the time. Whenever I slip up, um, you don't, you get to do, you get to be here. Yes. It can be challenging sometimes. Yes. You've got things that you're working through. Of course, that's the beauty. That's why you came here. You get to do this. You know, I think back to, uh, I think back to Burning Man a few years ago, and my friend was talking with this woman who does leads ayahuasca journeys down in Brazil, and she's just this amazing, like, she goes into this channel state, completely sober, while other people are using the plant medicine ayahuasca, and um, she is just very, very tapped in and uh, does a lot of um, grid work and energy work on the planet the same way. The forthcoming interview you guys are going to hear this week released, Sandra Walter does, um, same type of thing. And uh, this woman talking to my friend Shane one day uh, when I was hanging out with him at Burning Man, and she was like, do you understand how many souls are lined up wanting the experience to come here? How fortunate you are that you get to come to Earth, to Earth School, to grow and learn and expand and become more of who you wish to become next. This is a privilege and honor to be here. So everything you do within this uh, existence, this life of yours, you get to do. You don't got to do. And by switching from get to got and taking that perspective, you change the whole energy of something. I mean, anything, think about it right now. You get to go to the grocery store. You don't got to go to the grocery store. What a different feeling that energetically makes. So that's a the big one that I really wanted to stress today was just let's you know let's take baby steps here let's work let's all take uh let's start saying yes more that's the other and let's just change it even if it's just this one thing i mean you can do a complete makeover to your vocabulary and and you know kudos to you that's what we're all working on rewiring our brains right but just that one alone, if you're like me, you say got way more than you should and should be saying get. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, let's work on that one. Let's make that our focus. I want to share actually a TED Talk that this guy Andrew Bennett gave uh, at a TEDx uh, called The Magic of Words. What we speak is what we create. And this guy worked with Ross Perot and 
Uh, he talks here all about his own journey, understanding abracadabra and uh, creating, you know, are, are looking, examining, are my words more creative? Are they limiting? And he's got some some great stories here. Uh, it's a little bit of a slightly longer clip than I normally play. And, um, you know, he's he's not quite as uh, spazzy as I am. So uh, <laughs> hang in there. There's some, some really, really good stuff in it, though. So um, I'm going to play this now. I found this on TEDx Talks YouTube page, Andrew Bennett. Uh, Uh, The magic of words. What we speak is what we create. Take a listen. A magician for over 45 years. When I was 23 years old, I met former U.S. presidential candidate Ross Perot, and I ended up working for him for 10 years. Ross made me promise that I'd figure out a way to integrate magic, and business, and I've been working at that for the last 30 years. So tonight I'm here to share with you one of the greatest secrets that I discovered on that 30-year journey. Tonight we're going to pull back the curtain, and I'm going to share with you one of magic's greatest secrets. This is so secret that most magicians don't know it. This is a real treasure to me, and when I first discovered it, I didn't want to share it with anyone. Seriously. I wanted to keep it for myself. But it had such a big impact on my life, and as I started to share it with other people, people were telling me how it was impacting them, and so it's clearly one of those ideas worth sharing. So that's why I'm here tonight. The secret is a magic word that has transformational power. In fact, it's the universal magic word, and you all know it. What's the universal magic word? Abracadabra. (laughs) Please is a very good magic word. (laughs) And thank you. So I never used the word abracadabra in my magic performances. I thought it was goofy. I thought it was just some nonsense word. But one day I was sitting and I was reflecting and I thought, where does abracadabra come from and what does it mean? And so I started to do some research and it led me to the uh, Department of Linguistics at MIT. I sent an email. I had a follow-up phone conversation. A couple days later, one of the faculty called and said, You aren't going to believe this. Abracadabra is an Aramaic word. I said, what's Aramaic? He said, Aramaic is an ancient sacred language that predates Hebrew. Some people say Aramaic is the language that Jesus spoke. But he said, hold on, because you're never going to believe what abracadabra means. It means what I speak is what I create. What I speak is what I create. Let me give you an example of abracadabra in action. We're going to start, what I speak is what I create. We have to begin with words. So we're going to take a simple word, the word ball. And let's just add another word, the word bowling.
Cadabra, Cadabra. Truly, what I speak is what I create. Words are one of our most powerful sources of creative power. Words can ignite a movement. Words can inspire us to rise above adversity. Words can connect our hearts. On the other hand, words can destroy creativity. Words can take us down a rat hole of self-doubt. And words can destroy relationships. We all know how powerful words are. And yet, it's scary how little attention we pay to our words. We don't realize how powerful our words are in terms of influencing the results that we're getting in life. Words are so powerful. And so tonight, I'm going to equip you by using this idea of abracadabra to use your words more consciously so that you can move toward what you want to create, so that you can become more collaborative, more innovative, more creative. You can look at obstacles in different ways. And so that you can transform your life, your relationship, your teams, your workplace, Abracadabra is a powerful tool for doing this. I want you to think about your words in in two ways, creative or limiting. Are your words creative? Are they uplifting? Are they inspiring? Are they generative? Or are they negative? Are they destructive? Are they demoralizing? Now, just understanding this distinction between creative and limiting can be a really powerful tool for you. It may sound really elementary, but just being conscious, are my words, are the words that I'm using right now moving me towards what I want, or are they moving me towards what I don't want. And just by being conscious, you can do kind of an abracadabra on yourself and say, wait a minute, what I speak is what I create. I want to be using words that are moving me towards what I want to create. So let's look at this idea of abracadabra uh, on three levels. We'll look at it on a personal level, on an interpersonal level, and from a leadership perspective. First, the personal level. Raise your hand if you talk to yourself. Now, you, you hesitated for a moment. I, I kind of saw you look up, and that leads me to believe you were thinking, do I talk to myself? <laughs> of course you do. We all do. We all talk to ourselves. We have this constant churning, constant stream of thought going. And if you don't believe me, just try meditating. You get quiet, you close your eyes, and immediately it starts. Did I leave the coffee maker on? It starts. 
And we just have that constant stream going on. In the uh, world of magic, the magician's script is called patter. And it's carefully designed words that influence what you believe and what you see. And that internal patter that we all have going on is similar. It's there to influence what we believe and what we see and consequently what we end up creating in life. Let me tell you a a story about that internal patter. When I was a kid growing up practicing magic in our farmhouse in the basement in Michigan, I learned about an organization called the Magic Circle in London. The Magic Circle is the oldest society of magicians in the world. And I set a goal at age 14 to become a member. 25 years later, I was invited. Now, to become a member, you have to pass an audition in front of 140 of the best magicians in the world who know how you're doing what you're doing. It's very intimidating. And so about two weeks before my audition, I was doing a workshop for uh, a company in Chicago, and it was a two-day workshop. It was about 100 people, and I thought, this is a perfect opportunity for me to rehearse for my audition. So first day, I step out in front of the group, and I start to perform a trick, and I screw it up royally. I mean, so bad that people in the audience were going, oh, so that's how you do that. (laughs) And it shook me up a little bit, but I just, you know, rolled with it and went on with the workshop. Day two, I stepped out again, different trick, started to perform it, and I failed again. Now, I was really shaken up this time. It was two weeks before the audition of my life, and I had failed at two magic tricks that I'd performed my entire life for for decades. So I was so shaken, I stepped aside, and I asked one of my colleagues to step in for me. He gets up in front of the group, and in front of 100 people, he looks over at me and he says, what's going on with you? I've never seen you fail at a trick. And I was very humbled by having failed, and I took his question to heart, And I just thought for a moment, and I realized, and I announced it to everyone. I said, I don't believe I'm good enough to become a member of the Magic Circle. And my friend lovingly looked over at me, and he said, Abracadabra, what you speak is what you create. I had this script running in my head that, was so powerful it worked its way out of my head and into my hands. And so I set to work rewiring my brain. I spent the next two weeks, every morning I'd take 20 minutes, and I'd sit and I would write a first-person accounting of what my audition was going to look like, what it was going to feel like, and it was all as positive as it could be. You know, I can feel the energy from the group. They want me to succeed, that kind of thing. I did that every day for two weeks. I went to London. I did my audition. And I'm happy to say that I've been a member of the Magic Circle for the last 14 years. Thank you.
I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> and so, you know, skills and knowledge are required. But oftentimes they're not sufficient. Oftentimes it's the inner game that gets in the way. You still have to have the skills and the knowledge. But sometimes what we have going on up here works its way out. And what we speak is what we create. Now, that story points out another uh, aspect of abracadabra, and that's using it on an interpersonal level. My friend, by simply saying abracadabra, what you speak is what you create, made me awake. And it was something I had been blind to. Suddenly, thanks to a friend, I was aware of it. And that's what we can do for each other. Think about if you had that kind of relationship with people at work where we would help each other overcome these kind of self-limiting words and thoughts that we tend to use. My wife, Jennifer, uh, created these wristbands. And they say, abracadabra, what I speak is what I create. And I wear mine all the time, and I'll be looking, I'll be working, and I'll look down, and I'll notice it. And it's a chance for me to, to just kind of check. I took the first quarter of this year, and I'm writing a book, so I would write every morning. And there was a morning where I was writing, and I was stuck, kind of the classic writer's block. And I looked down, and I saw my abracadabra wristband, and I just paused, and I thought, okay, what am I running in my head right now? And I realized that I had this belief that I don't have anything worthwhile that anyone wants to hear. And I just thought, that's not getting me towards what I want to get. And I just did a quick shift. Jennifer and I use it at home with each other. One of us will go down a rat hole, and uh, the other one will will say, abracadabra. And it's just lighthearted. It's quick. It's fun. It's easy. It doesn't take years of therapy. It's just quick like that. Jennifer tells me that I'm rather condescending when I use it. You know, <laughs> abracadabra. And so that, that interpersonal kind of helping each other, Jennifer and I um, work with a, a, an amazing organization in Alexandria, Virginia, called the Friends of Guest House. And Guest House is a home for women coming out of prison. They go there, they stay for two or three months, and they find housing, they get jobs, they get their support communities established. Women who are coming out of prison have a 70% chance of going back to prison. Women who go through the guest house program, 7%. It's an amazingly effective program. And so we do workshops once a quarter with the women, and one of the things that we help them with is understanding the influence that your words have on your outcomes. And so we were at a social event. A bunch of us were standing around, and a young woman comes up. One of the, one of, they call them guests because it's guest house. One of the guests came up to us, and she said, you know, I'm taking my GED for the third time tomorrow. I'll probably fail it again. And one of her housemates reached over because this young woman was wearing her abracadabra wristband, and her housemate reaches over and she snaps it, and she says, abracadabra, honey, what you speak is what you create. And this young woman's eyes got really big, and she said, oh, yeah, 
you know, I've been studying a lot. I will pass this time. And she did. What she spoke is what she created. On a leadership level, words are so critical because leaders, I think, want, in my experience, I've been working with organizations going through transformation for the last 30 years. That's what I do. I use magic to teach leadership and help people shape really positive organizational cultures. And as I've worked with leaders, one of the most important things I've come to understand is that, that a leader, a great leader, creates hope. And one of the ways that they do that is they tell a story that's inspiring about where the organization is going. And they enable people to understand their role in the story, where they fit in, how their contribution is helping us create this amazing future. If you're a leader and your people don't understand and aren't inspired about where you're going and they don't see their place in it, then you're not leading. Jack Dorsey is one of the co-founders of Twitter and the current CEO of Square. You know the mobile device that you swipe credit cards? He says that one of his primary jobs is to be the editor-in-chief of the Square story. He's the steward of moving that story forward in such a way that people are inspired by it and that they feel connected to it. So, in closing, I want to give you some action steps for putting Abracadabra to work. First of all, just simply be aware. Are the words you're using, are they creative or are they limiting? Just be aware. Second, monitor your internal language as well as your external language. Use abracadabra as a quick tool to notice when you're not using words that are moving you towards the future you want to create and just abracadabra, make a shift. Fourth, when you see results that aren't the results that you want, just do a little reflection, do a little examination under the surface and consider whether or not the words that you're running, the patter that's going on, maybe is getting in the way. And last, journal about what it is that you're trying to create. Do like I did with the Magic Circle audition. Write about what the future looks like in vivid detail. Write about it until it makes you smile. That's kind of a test. So in closing, I want to leave you with one word, and that word is prosperity. Prosperity comes from Latin, two words meaning pro, spera. It means toward hope. By choosing your words carefully, the words you use with yourself and with others, you can move toward hope. And I say that with a final abracadabra. So in case you guys are wondering what the heck happened there, he drew the word bowling ball and had a picture of a bowling ball on a piece of paper. And then 
he dropped a bowling ball from the middle, from behind the paper, and and then the picture itself was changed when he reopened it. So he did a little magic trick. And yeah, some of the things he talks about here are some great, great takeaways. Are your words creating or limiting? We need to be examining, self-examining, monitoring your internal as well as your external words. Really, your internal is where it's all starting, right? Look at uh, look at the interpersonal influence you can start having on others, right? It's the same type of thing with this podcast. I've been absolutely um, blown away, and I always say this is the most rewarding work I've ever done, um, being able to have interpersonal influence on anyone out there, much less you know thousands of people. It is, it is humbling. It is an honor. It is such a beautiful thing. There's nothing that feels better than uh, helping others. Why? Because there are no others, right? You and you receive what you what you give away, and so you sh- make that shift to understanding that. Look at the interpersonal influence you have. If you take this work seriously, how much you, of a catalyst you could become to those around you, even if it's just your own family. Um, I mean, that's that's something tremendous. You never know the effects, the, the, the ripple effects that, you know, the, the butterfly effect, if you will, of what will come to pass because you did this work. You change from got to get something so simple and uh, you start saying yes to your life. You start embracing what shows up. You don't, uh, you're not judging so much what's showing up. When you see results that you don't want, you're going to start doing some self-examination, right? Hmm. Okay. Let's see. I just received, I got results here. I didn't want, let's, let's backtrack let's let's um sherlock holmes this <laughs> like what was i doing what was i thinking leading up this what, up to this what were what were the thoughts uh, what you know what kind of magic was i working what was i creating what was i speaking out loud what was i speaking in my head and what you're gonna find is uh, you help to co-create that experience right so then the other thing powerful takeaway simple but powerful start journaling about what you want are you journaling about what you want are you writing down are you bringing word in into form it's like first it starts in your head then it, you're now you're putting it into paper now you're giving it even more power and that's why we talk about you know the power of ritual i've been on the first of every month making it a ritual to write down all the things that uh i wish to call in and manifest in that month and create in that month and then um you know i do this whole ritual writing it and lighting candles and then burn it in this little silver open topped head container that I found. Uh, that's my little positive head that I burn the things that I want. I wish to create in that month. So it's just a ritual I made up. You can find rituals that pre-exist. You can find, uh, you know, new moon rituals, full moon rituals. There's all kinds of things out there. You know, find something that really works for you. But as simple as just journaling and journaling daily, what a powerful, powerful practice and simple. A lot of this stuff is so simple, right? Well, guys, we're out of imaginary time for this episode. Luckily, there's plenty more where that came from, so I will be back. In the meantime, I have an oldie but goodie here. This is a Steve Miller band. Can anyone guess what song from the Steve Miller band? Oh, someone out there saying it out loud. Abracadabra. As I speak, I create. Until next time, create well. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. 
As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. 